Mountain, Arizona. It's Cody and Gold in Radio Row, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Ray Gun. We'll get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour coming up in 30 minutes or so. Uh, there's there's some more people than there were about an hour or so ago. I think there's a little more a little more energy around Radio Row. It yeah. should hopefully pick up as the day and, and the week continues. Um, I just I went to the restroom in the break. Why are you? Thanks for um, telling us. There was a gentleman. Oh. I would oh, say no. in his mid 40s. Pants uh, at his knees like a toddler. Pe- no. Behavior. In front of your Wait. No, 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 Wait, no, 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 out. no, no. Ass out. Cheeks out. The underwear no. was like oh. still covering, I'd say, about half the cheek, but the, the pants were definitively oh. down with the ankle. Do you see the guy? Yeah, we got to uh, find him. Was Oh, man. I don't see him yet, but as soon as I do, okay, I'll point him out to you. Did he have an impressive figure? <laughs> Nah, he was he was like he was like like Portly. a normal sized portly fellow. I don't think so. No, like normal sized gentleman. How old did you say he was? I would say like mid forties, early. Are you sure hey. there wasn't? Why does this uh, guy have a skateboard? Uh, there, he's a skateboard and he has uh, a beanie on. I mean, now we're talking about two different things, Nick. Okay, talking well, about two I'm different things. <laughs> You're getting distracted. Oh, You're yeah. like he's doing a TikTok booth. You know it. I don't know, man. Okay, yeah, looked, back, back by the way, he, he looked de- right at you when you said, why does that guy have a skateboard? He turned did. and openly looked at um, you. He should be questioned. All right, back to the I more back to the bathroom situation. Back to the guy. Are we sure that that individual, like, there wasn't something, like, are we Are we sure? Look like a perfectly like, normal fella okay. other than the, the pants There's situation. There's no way. You, you have to be leaving out a detail. There's no way he just what went detail? up. So you're telling me. Something about him being weird, you, dude. You turn around the corner into the bathroom, and there's a guy at the urinal. Half-assed. Half-assed. Pants down to his ankles. Pants at his ankles. It was like to his knees. It hadn't gone all the way to the ankles. It had gone like to the knees. he still holding on to them? No, he had let them go. But I think he'd widened his stance a little bit. Maybe he didn't want the pants to go that far down, but they were. Maybe his hog is just so impressive that. (laughs) Why would you go there? Well, what else? What other excuse can you come up with? I don't know, man. You guys haven't offered up any good excuses. No, No, but I don't. I was just pointing out what I saw. That doesn't even make any sense either. Like he literally has to, like physically has to pull it down that far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to uncoil it. Okay, all right. All right. Well, we're having fun, right? Oh, we are. We are, we are having a blast, man. I'm really okay, so pleased dude, you, you guys asked me to fill in for a couple of days. <laughs> it's early, Jed. You have to point this guy this out. This is Cody. Joe oh, Fine, man. when I see him, I'll point him out to oh, you. Uh, Nick, we got to get him on the show. We have to get him on the show now. I was just a, I was literally coming back from break going to ask you guys who your dream guest would be this week, and I feel like we just well, t- that's the guy. If, that's if, our if you point him out, and if he walks by, we'll be like, sir, can you come here to the table real quick, sir? And then we'll have him sit down, and we will find out. And maybe we're going to find out, did you over-exaggerate or what he, what his reason was. Maybe Nick's theory will be right, and he'll just be like, you know what, guys, actually. He's like, you know what, when you're packing heat like me. Someone said they saw it on the text line. Saw it at a Royals game with a guy who was in his 60s did the exact same thing. You see it with older, old, well, like older gentlemen. Look at sometimes. a gym. Like if you go to a if you go to a gym, if there's anybody that's ever walking around that happens to not, it's always the older guy. But why always. do you think that is? Is that just the way that that they used to urinate? Like is is the holding of pants <laughs> up? Is that a new a rather new I, thing? I don't know, man. What like we evolved to that level? Yeah, I don't think that that's. I think that that's just generally like frowned upon now? Well, just, I don't know, man. It had to always feel kind of weird once you were wearing pants to just pull them all the way down. You think that, like, people in medieval times just pulled their pants down their ankles? Then explain to me why people are doing it still. (laughs) In 2023, we're a civilized society, and people are still going half-mast. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I'm telling you is that it occurred. I'm just here to be the deliverer of news, not explain why people act the way that they act. Is our video stream not working, Cody? 
Uh, it, Gold's camera is not. And neither is mine. It's just yours. Wow, you know what? Just me? Just you. What so a treat for everybody. Star of the show, pal. I think what is that? it looks like, wow, we are losing a ton of viewership. Wow. And, and it's only on Cody. it just crashed. Huh. Wow. Wow. Short-lived. Yeah. Well, we had a good run. Mm-hmm. You know. A whole hour. <laughs> a whole hour. Yeah. Of, of many. While, we uh, while we're working on that. We'll let Nick solve that. Yeah, let, let's look at this game and the impact that I think it clearly can have for Hall of Fame cases for certain individuals. I, I think you, you have to focus in on now that Chris Jones has an all-pro first team, now that Chris Jones has those playoff sacks, now that Chris Jones on a national stage in a huge AFC title game was one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason, why the Chiefs were able to win that football game. He came up with the clutch sack when it was necessary on Joe Burrow, and now he's got a chance to get a second ring. You start formulating what it looks like for a Hall of Fame resume. That would be the Uh, start. If you are a guy with two rings and for a bulk of your career are going to be considered one of the best Defensive lineman in football consistently throughout your entire career. Which people certainly think of him now. And now you have some of those necessary accolades, all pro, first team being one of them, and maybe he has a chance to end up with a couple of those, Cody, before his career is done. And then you get in the the multiple Super Bowl ring criteria in, in that category. Once that happens, that's how you vault yourself into being truly discussed as moving into the Hall of Fame type of conversation. He's not, he's not there yet, but that's where Chris Jones potentially could head with the second ring and another dominant performance. Well, I think that when we're, when you're talking about his career, he kind of needs – because problem is, look, dude, he lived in the Aaron Donald era. When people talk about the single greatest defensive player of this era, they are going to bring up Aaron Donald. But Chris Jones have two rings. He's going to finish with all those sacks? I mean, you would start to think, you know, if he wins the game, then, yeah, I would start to think. And then, then we don't have to have the conversation of, like, why he never showed up in the playoffs, right? Do you need a certain number of playoff sacks in order to propel yourself into the conversation or is just simply being a part of Super Bowl winning defenses enough to get you? Because, honestly, doesn't Frank Clark have as much of an argument here? Well, he's about to be second all-time in postseason sacks. He's already third now. He just passed Reggie White in terms of postseason sacks in his career. And at this point, no reason to believe that whether it's with Kansas City or somewhere else, Frank Clark won't have more opportunities to continue that. It sounds nuts, but if I tell you right now that Frank Clark is going to end his career in the lead for postseason sacks in NFL history since, since the 80s, yeah, I think he's absolutely going to be able to do so. I mean, I just the, the question with Frank Clark is, just exactly how high up the, let's just say, all-time sack list does he have to get, right? Well, I don't think the Hall of Fame stuff is as much in play. I, the postseason you don't think st- that's, I mean, that's not out of I think it's far more likely it? that Chris Jones can get there than, than it is Frank Clark. Um, even, even if you're going to tell me he ends up as the postseason sack leader. I, I don't know if people. Chris Jones will have more sacks probably by the time he's done. So, like, just overall he'll have more sacks. But we don't think, like, Chris Jones right now only has 65 total career sacks. Now, he's only 29 years old. That puts him the same as uh, Fletcher Cox, but he's an interior defensive lineman. That's going to make your life a little bit easier versus Frank Clark, who plays edge, and you're going to look in his stats and you're going to be like, well, did he ever have, like, that season? But those are the only – because, like, Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. Travis Kelsey's already a Hall of Famer. Is there a single other player 
fighting for that honor. Well, our guy in this Creed game? Humphrey will end up there eventually. So yeah, Creed Humphrey. It's very early uh, for him. Hashtag, we can't be talking about Hall of Fame already. Hashtag Creed is good. Uh, yeah, he's just well on his way, Cody. Well on his way to doing that. Like the problem is Frank Clark is like two hundredth. <laughs> All time in career so he's sense, not, right? He's not. So he's probably not playing for anything other than just being like, wow. Look, you know what it is? Frank Clark is the perfect gets on the list of guys who are finalists when it's like 25 players gold, but you also know is not going to win it, if that makes sense. That's Frank Clark's career versus when you're talking about Chris Jones, who people do view as one of the most dominant defensive players in the league. I don't think anyone what's, – what's great, I guess this is the best news about the roster. This speaks to the roster's youth. The fact that there's no other player that we would enter, even entertain being like, hey, what does this mean for their legacy is because none of them are old enough to have that conversation. Oh, they're playing That's what you're talking about. Creed, yeah, that's what we're talking about with Creed Humphrey. None of them are old enough to be even having this conversation. There's no point in entertaining it because the way it's working right now, those guys aren't they're not long enough in the tooth to even consider it. It's really just Chris Jones. This would be... I think if you win, like, three Super Bowls and you were one of the best defensive players, you're pretty much a lock for the Hall of Fame, aren't you? Here's what's weird, though. I mean, going back to how you you believe that they're already in the the realm of possibly being in a dynasty frame if they win on Sunday. You and I disagree on that. But let's say if you're going to tell me that that's the case, well, how how many, quote-unquote, dynasties then, Cody, don't have multiple Hall of Famers, though, during that run? Have three or four. I mean, look at the Patriots. There's some guys... There's some guys that aren't even in it yet for the Patriots that are going to ultimately be in the Hall of Fame that just haven't been eligible enough, or they're not going to be first ballot guys, but they're going to end up being in. When you have a run of success that they have, you're going to have more than just three guys out of this. If you tell me it's going to go on for eight years, right, if we go back to 2019, you're you're, you're not going to just end up with only two in there. God, I mean, who else is even – I mean – I go back to Tyron Matthew. He's not – he's not – that is a longer – case study for him. It's going to take some work, but he would be someone on the list if you go back. Tyreek's going to be in. Tyreek, uh, Tyron Matthew, those would be a couple of them. The rate he's going. I don't think he's in now, but I think when it all shakes out, he probably will be. Yeah, no, what no, about no, like no. a guy yeah, like I'm Tooney? Talking, I'm talking when Guards it's done. Never get yeah, Cody, right? I'm so, talking about when it's done, man. Not, yeah. not right now. Yeah, no, I mean, nobody's saying Tyron. Also, by the way, Chris Jones, even with uh, what we're discussing, he's, oh, not he's not a first in, ballot. Man. No, he's not a first ballot type of guy. That's something that would probably take a couple years to man, get Man, I'm in. going through, like, the 2019 team, too. Just like, all right, here are the Super Bowl team. You know, like, let me find another Hall of Famer in here. Let me okay. – and uh, I can't. I, uh, LaShawn McCoy? <laughs> he was he was an all-decade member, by the way. Well, that's you guys, the, that's someone the, might laugh at me right now. LaShawn McCoy will absolutely end on a list of guys who will be considered well, the, for. I'm not saying he'll get in. But it'll be the same as the conversation I just had with Frank Clark. This is where you and I go back up with Tyron Matthew, and we joke about the Chiefs Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. You just mentioned All-Decade team. That's a, that's a guy that ended up on, on the All-Decade team uh, in his career, and he ends up with three All-Pros already, and he's got a ring with Kansas City. Like, if he continues to play, you, you can tell me that at one point he was the best player at his position for a couple of years. When you, when you do that, that's going to put you in the realm of being discussed as a Hall of Famer. Should we mention uh, Tommy Townsend's eventual? I mean, you know, only been in the league a couple of years, already an All-Pro, Nick. Should, is, is Tommy Townsend ripe for the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's on the right path. you got to start You got to start with at least <laughs> as, one. As there's a, punter, a single punter. As a punter. Well, before you get to five All-Pros, you have to start with one. And he's got that taken care of. <laughs> See, you're what, predicting year, he ends up with five. Year three in the NFL? Five. Year three? Yeah. Two Super Bowl appearances, one All-Pro? I mean. And one gorgeous head of hair. Does that let's not discount? Does that. the Hall of Fame consider that? Let's not discount that. I mean, the bust would be incredible. Okay, if that's what you're alluding to. Would the bust be ponytail? No, free flow. Are you sure about that? Does he get to decide? 
I don't. Do you know how that works? I don't know how that works. You know, baseball started to decide for you. Baseball, you used to get to choose what you win in as a Hall of Famer, and then they're like, no, we're choosing. You're like, but I would like a say, and they're like, we choose. And it's, I don't know why, if in the NFL, I don't know if they do it any different than that, but I feel like maybe you get some say. Coming up in six minutes, we'll get to the trash of the day. Another update on our good super fan who might actually be able to watch the Super Bowl outside of a jail cell. So that's coming up in a couple of minutes. But uh, there are quite a few injuries that I think where everybody's going to be watching heading into Sunday. You mentioned Nick earlier, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, during your notes and what he could be. Well, he's dealing with a knee injury. Kadarius Tony dealing with an ankle injury. Legarius Sneed was in concussion protocol. We still don't know if he's in concussion protocol or not. Uh, and then you go further down, Willie Gay uh, dealing with a shoulder injury. The importance of him I don't think can be uh, understated, uh, overstated, I should say. Um, and then when you take a look at tonight's opening night and what, what guys are going to be available and what those two in particular have to say about it, I think if you're taking a look at the injuries, Canarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster are the two that I'm most concerned about. Uh, Juju probably won. I, the way people were describing Gold, how he was walking after the game, and they are being – do you think that they're being more coy with him than everyone else? They're saying less about his injury to me than anyone else. They're like, ah, we think he'll practice this week, and I'm supposed to just take Andy at his word. He says that about players all the time. I mean, I didn't consider much last week on the injury front. It's hard to take much of it to begin with because it wasn't a real week. Yeah, and look, that's probably – who knows, right? That's probably having a very different conversation just one way or the other. But it's just, to me, you Juju is the more important player. I understand that Kadarius Tony, we've fallen in love with some of the stuff he does. Okay, rightfully so, right? He makes guys miss gold and all those things. But if we're talking about a guy who has more of an involvement in the offense, it's obviously Juju Smith-Schuster. And if you're going to tell me earlier, right, they got the number one DVO pass defense, they got the number one sack team in the NFL, what I'm going to want is targets he can get the ball to quickly, targets he can get the ball to in short routes, targets he can get to on slants, over the middle, all I'm describing to you is Juju Smith-Schuster's skill set. He is the most important one out of all of them. Yeah, I'd like Tony to play. I, I'll be worried about the But the concussion, it's like, I just assume two weeks is enough time to come back from that. Like, I know that sounds bad, but unless he's having very serious symptoms and seeing how, like, later last week when they were talking to the practices, he, like, had his helmet, that usually indicates if you're on the sideline that you've passed some layer of the protocol. And there's more than enough time to get through it. It's really, I'm down to, like, really worrying about Juju. I'd like Tony to play. I think it'd be nice. But there's one guy I'm focused on injury-wise this week, other than unless we're going to include the ankle in this conversation. I was, gonna, I was just about to say, you noticed the ankle didn't even come up yet. I just like People just assume that that's just good to go now because what we saw against Cincinnati, I mean, he's still not going to be 100%. You're dealing with a high ankle sprain. So Mahomes' ankle won't be 100%, but now you're getting the extra week. And obviously everybody saw what he was able to do just with five days uh, coming off of the injury in the Jacksonville game. So it seems like that is now not even a worry for most people heading into this game. And I think if we're even looking on the, the where the line has been at for this game, where Kansas City is now one-and-a-half-point dog, if we were wondering how is it going to move towards Kansas City, if there's a video that comes out this week, where are they practicing, Arizona State? I, I yeah. guess it is. If there's a video that comes out and he looks great at practice, uh, you're, you might start to see some more confidence in that ankle and therefore might see some more movement in the betting markets as well. And you might also have that with a couple injury updates for Kansas City. We haven't seen any adjustment there, right? Philly's still a one-point favorites, held one pretty half, strong one, there. One and a half at last check, yeah. I mean, Kansas City, obviously, we thought the entire time they were going to be underdogs to Cincinnati. But by the time kickoff, well, I didn't think the entire time. But we got to two and a half. And then the Chiefs got to, what, one, one-and-a-half-point favorite by the time kickoff hit. 
I think there's a chance it moves to one or a pick em before kickoff. It's not going to move in the opposite direction unless we get terrible injury updates or something like that. It, I don't know. Could it move if you found out that Juju and Kadarius well, Tony? Like, yeah, yeah, if there's yeah. injury updates. Yeah, you know, if, there, if there's if there's that negative, be bad, though, if there right. negative injury news, but if there's positive wide receiver injury news, if there is. Uh, a video of Mahomes in the ankle, I think you'll, you would see potentially the line start to shift uh, in their favor as well. I really think that when you're looking at, I mean, and again, this is where normally you'd be like, I don't want to wait a whole extra week for the Super Bowl. You're like, well, that's a good thing. The Chiefs, this, this is what's so frustrating about even having to deal with this is they spent so long this year gold being healthy. The whole damn year, they were one of the healthiest team in the league. That's what helped them get to 14-3. and three. Being healthy is not a bad thing, by the way. You should not be critical and be like, oh, it must be nice to have all your players healthy. I'm like, I don't know. What? Yeah, I mean, it is nice. And that is something that Chiefs fans should want for the majority of the season. But then all of a sudden, we're running into, like, so many injuries, it feels like it kind of fundamentally changes how they play a little bit. And I, I'm not going to overly panic yet until maybe we get some injury updates, as Andy and the players will start talking more tonight, obviously, as you mentioned at media night. Are you excited for that, by the way? Media night? night? We've been to the opening night uh, we, a, a couple times. We've been a little spoiled with that. So it's it was at the Marlins Stadium when we were there in Miami. It's going to be just across the street uh, at the Suns Arena. That's where they're doing the setup for it. Philadelphia's first tonight, so they'll be on around, I guess it would be 7 central time for those of you back in Kansas City. And then the Chiefs will be on at, what, 9 o'clock? I guess that would be central time, 8 o'clock our time out here in, in, in Phoenix is when the Chiefs will be available and do all that. They'll have like 10 players or so up at the podium. I believe you can watch some of it on NFL Network uh, tonight as well. It's kind of a fun opportunity, I think, to get the non-football type of interviews, and hopefully we'll be able to, to have some content uh, coming back for tomorrow's show. What do you really want to well, find out? Well, if, if you want to know the truth, you are. I want to go around and ask every player what their favorite flavor of Gatorade is because I, I, I have Propel, a th- even. I have I, I have a th- here's the thing you have to ask it that way because I cannot say what color is the Gatorade going to be because that would be against the law because you can bet on that. Um, but I want to know what everybody's on the t- if we get a consensus and everybody yeah. consensus they're like oh the board, red big red guys if they say red 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 or orange 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 is the favorite for the Super Bowl splash on Sunday. Hmm. The reason why it's the favorite. Is the orange always the favorite? No, but it is the favorite, and here's why. When the Chiefs won it, it against orange? the Niners, it was orange. I thought it was orange in Florida. My theory on it, why it was orange in Florida was because it was a Super Bowl in Miami, in Florida. Gatorade was started at the University of Florida. Of course, orange and lemon lime were like the two first flavors that Gatorade oh, had. So you so, think that or is it that they just prefer orange? Because Green's an option. We can get to the betting markets on this later this on. This is week. some true degenerate behavior, by the no, way. But we should I absolutely discuss but here's that. The, here's the problem. <laughs> I've done some research on it. Too here's much. the problem is. This is a shocking amount of research only, done on Gary. There's only, what, three starters left from that Super Bowl team? Right. This is true. Starters, but multiple players. More than more than that. Or I'm more saying, you know, so do you think it might be red change. because they're playing I'll, the Arizona Cardinals stadium? Well, I, there's a possibility, but. I don't think it's going to be green. I mean, obviously, with the Eagles would have to win, too, for that to happen. But like, I don't think – usually it's not uh, the team colors, if that makes sense. Like, there's a – there is, unfortunately, some long history. Orange is the favorite, plus 350. Yellow, lime, or green, plus 400. Blue is 4-1. to one. Red is plus 450, as far as that. Uh, here's the history. Orange five times has been the Gatorade shower. Four times it's been clear. Four times there's just been no shower. Uh, four times it's been blue, and then yellow three times, purple twice. I think that there are three players this show absolutely has to talk to. They are Jody Fortson, Creed Humphrey, and Tommy Townsend. If we well, talk Jody to Fortson's those happening. three, if we talk to those three players tonight, we have done our job. 
I think we all go and we, we go up to talk with Jody Fortson, and at some point, Nick, we're going to get Nick to do his scream his Jody intro. That has to happen. You want tonight. me to yes. scream it to him? Yeah, and then get That's his right. live reaction to it. I think it's. I mean, we've waited two years for this moment, right? We know what Creed is good. Thinks we know what Creed Humphrey thinks of Creed is good. We knew what Vinny Pasquantino thought of his song. Yeah, we should know what Jody Fortson thinks no, of your. No, I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, I do wonder though. Is it? I mean, don't I, do it on the right when you get there. Where we'll talk. What to about him the music? Can I have the music present? If you want to play John Cena's intro, I'll play it on my phone. It'd be pretty loud, but we can try to. I'll pull play it, it on my phone. We can do that. Can I tell you guys a secret? Oh gosh! Yeah, I actually, I, ma- I made sure to download download that song <laughs> off off the station computer before <laughs> we left, so I'd have it with me. Nice. Okay, you're prepared. I don't know We're if I'm gonna go. if I'm gonna yell the Jody Fortson. I what I may do is sneak away and just try and talk to him one on one, and then see if that that can be like the the beginning of like a budding friendship. <laughs> like I'm not. You gonna, guys want you want to become wanna, friends? Yeah, with Jody I don't want to interview him as much as I want to just kind of like kickstart uh, what what I think will be a long. Lifetime friend. Wow. Yeah. Lifetime friend. I do think we'll be best friends. Anybody someday. else we feel like we have to talk to tonight? Those three feel like the most important for this show. Yeah, because, again, the setup, eight and eight players or so are going to be at the podium, the, the guys we hear from all the time. We want to talk to some of the players yeah. we don't normally get a chance to hear from. So we'll have some video and stuff from that uh, this evening. But let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. We mentioned this last week. We now have an update. Chief Saholic, super fan. The Wolf. Got his bail reduced, guys. Wow. He actually got his bail reduced. Is he out? A judge ordered the bail of Chief Saholic to be reduced from 200000 to 80000 on those bank robbery charges. He has to stay in Oklahoma, though. So he's going to have to move to Oklahoma. But I don't know if he's actually gotten out yet, but the bail has been put in place. And again, if he wins his MVP bet, he will win $50,000 and basically cover his entire bail that's a pretty good portion. I imagine a bail bondsman would be happy to risk a little. I don't know, man. Would you trust? Would you trust putting thirty thousand dollars in the line for that guy? How much would he have to put down? Well, in order not, he goes back to prison or, or whatever. Like, if that's the case. Oh no, but he might try to run. You I, don't think she's a Hollywood? You don't. Run. You don't think they're going to make him wear an ankle bracelet? I don't know. This, this now we're getting way too far down in the legal stuff. I don't know. Well, yeah, let's just get. Let's just keep it here with the meats of the conversation. Chiefs Hollick is getting out. Is that a good? Are thing? you sure he's getting I've out? I told yeah. you. I. Look, I don't I'm, think he's getting out. I think he should One absolutely be able to make out. bill if you can afford it. Um, should he get out? The Chiefs haven't lost though since he was behind bars. That's the concern. Now look, the Chiefs don't lose much anyway. True. But they have not lost since he made a trip all the way down towards Houston and made a pit stop allegedly at a bank. Is it still allegedly territory? He's not convicted, so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, we know he was at the bank. We do this all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That Cody, man, Cody, that man did it. Last week, yeah. <laughs> Cody, last week, Cody, <laughs> no already, mystery there. Cody already convicted Joe Mixon as well. Yeah, he did very quickly. I didn't convict him. He, no, I saw did. him. No, you did. No, I said that okay, now he you're probably gonna, did this. Gonna, do, it, do it without bringing up something that happened. No, I said ago. he probably did this due to his checkered past. So if you made a mistake in the past, that means you're gonna make we should always mistakes. assume yeah. you're guilty of anything. And he just keeps making mistakes. Not a big – you know, there's usually great redemption. We talked about great redemption stories in sports a couple weeks ago for Sky Moore. But redemption in life, no, according oh, to Cody. I believe in redemption. No redemption. No. No, redemption. no second chance. I do believe in second chance. Lock everybody up, throw, throw away the key the second they make a mistake. That's fine. What if those officers and what if the court system would have done it to you when you destroyed all those mailboxes? What yeah. if they said, you know what, you're done. They believed you in can't. my ability to rehabilitate. What if they said, you're just done. I, c- I did my community service. I was I was a service to this society. Hmm. You were a service to this <laughs> society? Is that correct? How many hours of community service do you think I got for that, Nick? A hundred. 
How, how often have you done like volunteer work or community service that wasn't mandated by a judge? Uh, I don't know, three or four times in my life probably. Okay. Only the one time with a judge. Okay. Uh, here we go. We got an update. Our listeners are always great. They provided some insight. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Someone says they're a probation officer. He will definitely have a ankle monitor or house arrest okay. down there. So that takes care of the concern about him running, Cody. They will have him tracked down entirely. Okay, well, I guess then let so him let out. Him, let him, let if, him make, out. if he makes, they're undefeated with him in jail. Though, shouldn't he be superstitious about this? No. He should want to stay in jail for the Chiefs. Give the man a shot at freedom. Look, let him out until the court proceedings are done. Let him enjoy the Super Bowl because he's probably going to end up right back in there. What? Why do you think he, you think he's just going to get so out? So Gold just thinks he can't ahead. rehabilitate. No, no, no. Wow, right that's back, even worse. Right yeah, back. he thinks he's just going <laughs> to be a criminal no, forever. Right back in there in terms of he's probably going to end up behind bars for allegedly. Robbing a bank. Well, you don't. You one don't, of those things you don't, you don't usually well, just no. get away with. I don't until proven guilty. Well, go now you're you putting him in jail. You don't wind up behind bars for allegedly doing something. You wind up behind bars for yeah, doing yeah. But we're it. not going to know if he's convicted for maybe another year. I don't know. The, the evidence seems pretty. I flimsy. think if he gets out, whatever happened we, to a speedy trial? I uh, he has rights. <laughs> he does. Well, he all Americans do. <laughs> <laughs> Unless gold, you're saying that we should amend the. Uh, no, I am saying we need to after Radio Row week. We need to then schedule. Uh, a flight Dude, let's get down a court, to Tulsa let's get a and do a, interview. a jailhouse interview. Jail but we, want, interview. we can do it from his house or apartment now because he's not going to be behind bars if he makes it. Might bail. be a halfway house, but sure. That's fine. You should let him stay at your place. He can't. <laughs> he's a little far. He's, he would be you. I'm not sure his, uh, his house, house arrest, arrest is going to extend that far up north. We can try, though. You know. If he has a place to stay, they might. Do you guys it. think, honestly, do you think he'll send out tweets during the Super Bowl? Hell yeah. Uh, Nick, if he offered you half of his Super Bowl winnings, if he you wins, will you let him stay at your place? Yeah, but you know what's <laughs> crazy about this is I had never heard of this. all happened when I was overseas, but I had never heard of this guy, ever. Well, I had not heard of him. I didn't even know there was a Wolf guy, Chiefs fan. Like, I had never, I didn't know of his existence, and it's been shocking to me how many people were aware of, like, who this guy was. How did he get so much fan. cachet? So he dressed up as a wolf, but and, and he gave stuff away. He was he was a uh, Robin Hood. Okay, so that's he it. was always like being like he he would send posts to be like, hey, whoever retweets this, I'm going to give a signed Tyree Kill jersey. Uh, to one that's how he, he got would him. do that kind of stuff. That's how he got him. He was robbing those banks allegedly, and then giving some of the 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 goods to other people. Hey guys, we have to take a break because um, this entire segment I have been trying to do some troubleshooting. Okay, there is. Somebody in this room, yeah, trying to use our Wi-Fi. They are sabotaging our live stream, and we need to get to the bottom of it. We will get to the bottom of that as we continue broadcasting from Radio Row here on Cody and Gold, and it's brought to you by Baker University. Up next, though, it's the Chiefs Red Half Hour. There's a report out about how the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill trade went down, and actually another option Kansas City had in that deal. Would you have rather the Chiefs done that option? We'll explain that next. Chiefs Red Half Hour, every day at 11.30 on Cody and Gold. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour here live on Radio Row, and the Chiefs Red Half Hour is brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford, and we are broadcasting from Radio Row. Thanks to our friends over at Ray Gun. Nick walked off. He did. He went to go get some ago. coffee. He did. He did. And uh, we'll give him crap every single time he, he leaves during the segment. He likes – you know what? I got – I was late one time in three and a half years of this show, and you guys berated me for an entire show. Huh? I was late coming back from break one time. You were late like two days ago. 
I was. I was talking to the boss, though. That doesn't I, matter. I That's not an excuse. I was, I was going to the bathroom. That's a much was, better excuse. Uh, I was talking to the boss. It was, it was understandable. And it wasn't even topical. It could have been discussed at literally any other moment. It was not time sensitive. You'll admit that. It wasn't, but you know, boss wants to talk. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk, gonna talk to the boss. Him? You know, one of the more interesting storylines going into this goal was, I mean, an entire conversation all year. I can't think of how many times it got mentioned on the broadcast, how many times we had to mention on the show, how many times it was mentioned nationally. I don't know if you heard Gold. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he is not on the team. What will they do? And they find themselves in another Super Bowl. But we've gotten a few more details. Albert Brio had an article up at SI. He was talking about the deal. According to him, the Chiefs were offered the Jets' 10th overall pick, but they balked at the idea because they were looking for a package based on volumes of picks, as from the article, quote, to try to avoid being the team that got Troy Williamson for Randy Moss. You can look up the Raiders trade, by the way, is what he points out. He's like, they weren't trying to just, like, let's take one good pick and not get a guy. Instead, let's get all the picks. Would you rather they had the 10th pick? It's hard. Like, now I well, can't say that because they did so well. They, they ended up getting plenty of future starters in the, in this yeah, draft. So, problem, man. But at the same time, the volume I, I, worked. It, it certainly did. I was trying to go back to the 2022 draft from a year ago. And, and try to and, decide and, who was available and, at that? And look, yeah, and look who was actually drafted and who would have been available there. You okay, know, so 10th overall receivers. was Garrett Wilson, a guy that I think Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were guys that were available then. They were 10th and 11th. Right. right. Jamison Williams, Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton, Jahan Dotson. Like, I'm dead serious. When you go 10 through 29, I am not sure that you would have done better picking there than you did getting the guy you got. I also don't have faith that they necessarily would have drafted a wide receiver at 10. I mean, we know they didn't draft so. one until later in the draft. If anything, they traded up to go get a corner and Trent McDuffie that they liked. And Sauce Gardner was they, long and, gone. And they, Look, if you've got it, Sauce Gardner, okay. Well, yeah, he was, he was long gone by then. But, like, Carl Loftus, defensive end. Trent McDuffie, corner. Like, I'm not, I'm not as convinced that for sure there would have been a draft pick that was selected that would have been the wide receiver in that realm. So, the weight now knowing how it turned out, yeah. Now, I think if we were to back up, and at the time I gave you the two options, I think we all would have said, take the 10th overall pick. But seeing how th they were able to execute the draft, and under Brett Veach, they are on a hot streak right now. 20 of 22 picks really have been nailed. I think you have confidence that give him more picks and he's going to make things happen. But I still think if we were being honest with ourselves, the day Tyreek got traded, I remember when, when, uh, when the Jets were heavily involved in that. That was the first team. Yeah. If you would have said you could have got the 10th pick, I think we all would have said, yeah, give me the 10th pick. Give me a top 10 pick. It's hard because you're the Kansas City Chiefs. How often are you going to get any kind of chance to pick in the top 10? And at the time, I'll be honest, the Chiefs were right. Let's let's start there. This is uh, the difference between, you know, it doesn't mean I can make a decision and not also be right, but if they had forced both Brett Veach and I to make the decision and they chose my way, I'd have taken the 10th overall pick, Gold, because of that. I'm trying to replace Tyreek Hill in elite level talent and while I know that Tyreek Hill was taken in the fifth round where is elite level talent most commonly found in the top 10 sure. picks of the NFL draft I would have just assumed been like you know what top 10 pick think of all the players that could be available you could get the number one wide receiver on the board which was true like Drake London I think went first to like eight but you could have taken the number one wide receiver I imagine on your board at that time and just instantly placed Tyreek Hill with a young stud wide receiver. But their way was better.
because it led to the ability to make the moves for McDuffie, or it led to Karloftis, or it led to all the seventh-round picks, or it led to the guys you could get in the third. As good of a draft as they had, volume was the play because they got it so right. We wouldn't be feeling this way, Gold, if the draft wasn't as good as it was. No, and I'm looking still further down. I mean, honestly, based off of what looked like, look, maybe if they had a chance to draft Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, they weren't willing to trade up for yeah. him, but maybe if they had him at 10, they would have done it. Um, but I, I also think there's a chance that they could have also taken the 10th pick and traded down, like traded back in the draft. And then and, gotten and the volume that got way? Got the volume that way and still been in a, in a spot. And yeah, then, but that requires you to do two things. One team just offered you the volume, you know? You don't have to, like, go looking around. Yeah, but look at look at the uh, the Chicago Bears have the first overall pick. I think there's a chance the Bears this year are going to trade down twice. So, like, I don't it's not like, I don't think that's crazy to think that you, you could keep trading down. Remember, the Chiefs traded up to, what, 21, was it, to get McDuffie? Yeah, 21. Uh, 21 to get McDuffie, and then they picked again at 30. So, if they, if you would have made the trade and you got the 10th pick, you could have traded down, let's say, to back, I should say, to, what, 17th or 18th. Maybe you get McDuffie there a couple spots earlier. But they wouldn't have, right? They would not have know. traded. They would have, they would have sat there and taken one. Look at the players that came off the board around well, that spot. We, well, now. <laughs> well, well, now. I mean, we but, all, those, but those were also players at positions that the Chiefs well, were targeting. We, well, we, we, we know if they were willing to target a wide receiver later. Would they have been able to draft one a little bit earlier on? I think that's the biggest question. Would they have been able to, to put that kind of draft capital towards it? We all agree that those were the guys. But I'm not so sure that they actually would have drafted those particular spots. Um, but here's the thing. Even if we all wanted them. Like, for us, it would be like, oh, yeah, no brainer. You draft the, draft the, the number two wide receiver off the board or number three wide receiver off the board. It's funny. As much as we talk about the conversation and be like, you know, you can get wide receiver talent anywhere in the draft. The top three leading rookie wide receivers this year were the three first receivers taken off the damn board. They were the most talented. They were the first three taken. Garrett Wilson, Olave, Drake London were the three leading rookie wide receivers. Where those guys go to college? Ohio State and <laughs> USC? Yeah. By the way, fourth was George Pickens, who everyone knew was an incredible talent, a first-round talent, but yeah. a head case was the, the conversation people yeah. were having coming out of there. Well, it's so kind of hard. It's kind of hard to argue now because the, the biggest, the biggest argument you would have over taking a guy that early is the idea that they're going to be ready to contribute and be impact players right away, like those receivers were. But based off what the Chiefs needed. You can argue over where the priority should have lied, but we all knew going into it, you needed help at cornerback, you needed help at pass rush. You got two guys who, from day one, have been starters for your team and contributors yeah. to your team. So it's even, even with revisionist history, it's hard to imagine it working out better for the Chiefs than it has with this rookie class, specifically the first two guys they took. Well, it turns out, based on the free agents they signed, they didn't need help at wide receiver. They didn't have to draft one. They did. It's fine, but they didn't have to, right? It wasn't an it wasn't what? a necessary piece of the puzzle this year. What? Sky Moore's not the reason why they are where they are. Except for the one play, oh butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Let's say you know. <laughs> let, 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 let's say the Chiefs were fully healthy at wide receiver right now, heading into this game. They're not currently, but let's say they were. Who would you think is more impactful in the game, having? a guy that we even now know what Chris Olave is or having Trent McDuffie against the Eagles. Like I know it sounds like people oh, well, take, take Olave. I'm talking about for one game, for this particular matchup. Knowing what this offense was, reminder, number one scoring offense in football. In a weird way, not long term, but right now I think it's better they have Trent McDuffie because they had the number one scoring offense without Chris Olave. So like in, 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 in that type of scenario, I'll take Trent McDuffie over Chris Olave for this one game it, because we know this wide receiver core, if they're healthy, is capable of putting up better numbers than anybody else in football. 
because they can't trade up for McDuffie unless they have those extra picks. That's how they even, like, first have the first round, but then also have the extra picks that they gave them in order to actually move up in the draft, which makes it a whole other conversation. I At the time, I at the time I would have said take the 10th overall pick. You are never going to get to pick 10th. By the way, I think that second round pick ended up being, like, Brian Cook or, like, so, I mean, there's, like, it's not like they didn't find other, like, we're talking about some of the other plays because they got, a first, a couple of seconds. They'll have another fourth again this year, right? Well, and they it's got not just sixth. that, too. It's the it's the fact that getting two guys in the first round allows you to open up your options as to what you want to do with those two second-round picks, right? So if you only had one first-round pick, yeah. and let's say you took a wide receiver, well, then with that next second-round pick where you took Sky Moore, are you taking a cornerback? Or are you taking a pass rusher? Well, you're not getting George Karloftis or Tripp McDuffie there, right? So then you kind of have to keep kicking the can down the road and saying, that would have been great. Would it have made up for the fact that you're not getting impact players at cornerback, that you're not going to get an impact player at pass rush? And I don't know if you're the Chiefs, even with hindsight being 2020, if you would take that trade off now. Like if you, you needed could go more. Back, well, you needed volume. They were if right. you could go back in time, do you think the Chiefs would have been better off taking the 10th overall no. pick? No. No. I mean, no, because but we're, it's we're easy about because it. I know that they got two starters with their that's, two first-round picks. But that's the point. I, but that's the it, point. It, it is the point. It's, it's, it's just being honest, like we've, we've said a couple times already, but just I get, at, back in March, if you gave me the scenario, I don't know anybody that wouldn't have said take the 10th pick, pick. I know, but isn't this a healthy you – know? isn't this sort of a healthy exercise to do where we can sit here and say, even though we, it didn't happen – we w- if if presented the opportunity, we would have been wrong, mm-hmm. and we are big enough people to admit that in this hypothetical <laughs> yeah. scenario, we would have been wrong. Yes, that is. that's exactly it. Look, I'm willing to admit that I would have done. Now, how many hosts I would say that? How many hosts <laughs> would say most people would sit here on the air and say, "No, what? I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have ever done the deal back then either." You know what's funny? They would have been liars. They'd still be in the damn Super Bowl because they'd have Travis Kelsey and 1100 yard Garrett Wilson and Juju and MVS to be the best or wide receiver that, honestly, unit in the NFL. They may have drafted Orlando Brown Jr.'s potential replacement there was and there traded a, Orlando Brown Jr. Was there Jr. a tackle that went that high? There was. I don't remember his name. There was a top 11 tackle. The, I can't. It starts with an I. I'm going to butcher his name. Absolutely. Uh, but it starts with an Iowale I. Ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. That was the guy that. <laughs> <laughs> that starts with, Ayahuasca starts with an uh, A, by Charles the way. Charles Cross went ninth um, to Seattle. And then there's another guy. I-K-E or something? Yeah, absolutely. No. You're pulling it. You got. I thought you have. He just doesn't want to. He also doesn't no, want to try no, to Tyler Smith. It. No, Trevor Penning went 19th. The Saints. There were a few guards that went there. Um. No, because it was that because 10 was right where that wide receiver run went. It went Wilson, Olave, Jamison Williams, Jordan Davis. Because that's all what we want. What we wanted Kyle to do Hamilton is Kyle Hamilton at 14 who had a really damn good rookie season. Oh, six was the Akeem McCon. Uh, uh, Conwu or whatever for Carolina. Yeah. I'm butchering yeah. his name. Yep. He went six. He, he was in the running to go number one. But like The so reason why you wanted the 10th pick at the time, though, is because you wanted an instant replacement for Tyreek Hill. If they had drafted Chris Olave, they would have had an instant replacement for Tyreek Hill. They would have drafted a 1,000-yard wide receiver immediately. Yeah, but then you, but in addition though, to everything else they have in talent-wise, they might have been, been a better offense in 2019. But there's a very legitimate chance that – you don't wait until the fourth and the seventh yeah. rounds in this scenario to take cornerbacks Corner. who ended up being, like in the case of Jalen Watson, like that's a guy who has been nails in the postseason. So, yes, you may have been better at the top end, but there's no way you're getting as much depth throughout at important positions as you've got all season. No. Not lately, not in spurts, all season from the rest of that draft class. So 
knowing how this draft class turned out, I wouldn't Thank God they didn't take the 10th. It's Cody Eagle live in Arizona. We are on Radio Row, day number one of our coverage here, and it's all brought to you by Ray Gun. And throughout the week, we'll have some great guests stopping by our table here, and uh, including, as I mentioned, tomorrow on the show, right around 1045 uh, in the morning, we will have Clark Hunt, the chairman and CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs, also Ryan Leith, already scheduled for the show tomorrow. So those are just a couple of guests we have coming up in the next uh, day or so right here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And uh, even for Chiefs fans, like the fact that it's another two-week basically where everybody around the country props you up, praises you. Yeah, it, it, it's it nice. Sh- it should never get old, right? Like that, that should never be an old thing for Chiefs Is fans. Is it getting still old for still, you? No, that's just the kind of the conversation we're having. No, it's not getting old for me. This is what, your second time covering the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? It is. Cody and I both. Cody and I both were here in, uh, in Miami, I should say, in 2019. We've been doing the show for three weeks. But but it's the third Super Bowl appearance since you guys have been yeah. on the air. Yes. We, so we started the show. You can't take it for take take it for granted. I'm talking about from, I'm not even t- like screw the media perspective part of it. I'm talking about from fans. No, like, I, I don't know, think but fans but don't care but that but I get to go were, to a couple Super Bowls. But you're a Chiefs fan, so you you get you count in this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you find yourself at all just kind of feeling like oh here I'm we used are to here this. we are again? I mean, I expect the Chiefs to be one of the three or four best teams every single year, yes. So, like, the but surprise of that, it, like, yeah. so, like, the surprise part of it is gone. Like, there's nothing that's going to beat the first year they got there in 2019. You waited 50 years but for it. But is the excitement level yeah. still there, but you know? You know yeah, I think I'm, I'm still fired up for it. I mean, I still I think the Chiefs are going to win this football How game. How many times over the last decade have the Packers been a top two or three team in the NFL? How many times over the last four years have the Bills been a top two or three team in the NFL? And neither one of those teams have a single Super Bowl appearance to show for it. So, I'm with you. I do expect them to compete. But even going into last week's game or two weeks ago's game, there is anxiety over this team owns you. They've beaten you three times in a row. Is it really going to happen again? And if that happens, then are like how many more Super Bowl? Is this going to be an Aaron Rodgers thing? Is this going to be a Drew Brees thing? Where I know, but we've already buried that. It's too late for that. <laughs> of course they have. God, but it's so long. Of course now. they have. But that is why I think you look at those sort of those lessons from football history to to let you know that. Even right now, even knowing they're in this one, I don't want to take it for granted because yeah. I don't know when they're going to go back. No, but it's like the natural – for me, I totally agree. I don't want to. But the natural human instinct when we're sitting here at Radio Row again is we're like, okay, well, I mean, this is pretty normal. Like, And you're like, I know it's not. I know if I thought about it harder, it's not. The natural human instinct is I'm used to this. Gold, we have done – we've covered four postseasons yeah. together as a show. They've been in the Super Bowl three times. Oh, I know. From, from a from a media perspective, I'm with you. I'm just – I'm trying to just look at it through, like, the, the fan. Yeah. The, like, if you're a fan back home, I know pe- plenty of people have pre-ordered barbecue from their favorite KC barbecue restaurant. They already have food set up, so it's going to get catered in, basically. People are like, this is what like, you expect. Like, you still have big Super Bowl parties, and now, like, you're just – you're actually into – everybody had Super Bowl parties in the past, but – there, there's a different feeling when your team your is team. in it. It's way more stressful all week long. You actually care about the the, the opening night stuff that we're going to be at. Uh, you know, if it's if, let's be honest, if it was Cincinnati and Philadelphia, you think I would care at all about no. uh, watching opening night uh, tonight? No. But the Chiefs are in it, so people are going to be watching it live tonight. People are going to want to hear the conversations that we're having. And from a fan point, I'm, I'm you're all in all week. Like you cannot get enough. I feel like of of the of the coverage and of the buildup and hype that comes with it. Little news out of the Chiefs: It is official. No McCole Hardman for the Super Bowl. He has been placed on injured reserve. Yeah. They have activated Clyde Edwards 
in layer. He's back, folks. He's Look at, back. Uh, honestly, though, who else would they have activated at this point? I don't know. Just you keep know? him out of the way. That's all I'm asking for. I, and I think that's fine. Don't it, be like, oh, you know what? Let's get Clyde a touch. No, we're good here. No, I mean, it's working. Think, think about the depth chart. Pacheco, McKinnon, Ronald Jones, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, that's honestly where the depth chart is at. And Ronald Jones barely gets carries. So even if he takes what Ronald Jones was doing, what Clyde God, he can't one, pass Ronald no, Jones saying, now? But even if, he, saying, even if he passes him, it's a carry or two. Or, I mean, you're talking about a carry or two for him. But we, we shouldn't be surprised with the Chiefs news that, that McColl is going on IR. Andy basically gave us the heads up on that last week. If you heard his press conference here on 610 where he said, you know, he felt kind of bad for him, and, and he just, you know, he doesn't think he's going to be ready to go in time for the Super Bowl. Whatever, I mean, one day we're going to find out really what the injury was. It is still the great mystery. I, I, clearly very serious to are where. You actually, are you actually interested in finding yes. out the answer? Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't like when they keep, like, weird secret injuries. And it, you're like, oh, what happened McC- here? Oh, from McCole. Sorry, from McCole. I think the problem is he's a free agent, and so I wonder if his agent, that they, they purposely are keeping it quiet. Because he knows he's getting a contract. From yeah, somebody. he doesn't want like he has asked the Chiefs to keep it quiet because he doesn't want to make it seem like a serious injury. Dude, you were out eight weeks. You played a half a game and you're out again. I think we can probably assume it's pretty serious. I think we can probably assume other teams are going to want to kick the tires on that as well. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, originally, um, the, the original timeline the team gave for your injury was like four weeks, and then you were gone for like three months. So. What happened there hey, is a very real is conversation. That Jim Everett? I, I don't know. You know who Jim Everett is, right? Yeah, but I don't know if that's him. Well, I love. So, is this what you're gonna do anytime someone famous walks by? Well, no, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do now. Dude, that is him. You okay. want to go get him? You want to book him? He looks like he's just begging for somebody. Well, to we're talk gonna go to him. break in like three minutes. He's okay, kind of just guys, walking we around. We need to book an in. We don't have any interviews. Is today. this what we're gonna do though? Anytime somebody walks yes! by, Nick's gonna ask so us right there get, on the spot. We're just gonna get Jim Everett because he's physically here. Well, who else do you want me to get? Well, we don't. We, we, we're good. Get, send me on assignment. Come on, I want to work for you guys. I want you to do better than Jim Everett. Yeah. What if we get him over here and you guys call him Chris? No. If you can, here's the if you can get Everett and Rome on our show at the same time, then I'm in. No. If I got him over here, would you guys call him Chris? No. Cody. Why? It's Why already, would I call him? It's that? already been done, and it's not like what are you? What yeah, are you trying but to? But it's like a remake, you know? They're remaking. He's from he's from Emporia, Kansas, though. They're remaking White Men Can't Jump, so like we could remake that. No. Why would we bring? <laughs> Text line is correct. You should have. If you what you really want, you should have yet just yelled, Chris. You should have just yelled, Chris. Come here. Come on over this. Chris? He, he does kind of look like he'd like someone to talk to him. He did. He was wa- walking around like anybody. Anybody? No. I'm right here. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Is Thank there you, anyone you guys want me to go get? Um, yeah, yeah, Pat McAfee, go up, run on his set. He's live on the air right now. Uh, go run on his set and uh, bring him over here, please. Like the guy trying to door dash on the sideline of the basketball game, Nick. That's just you, but trying to book him while he's like, on hey, the air. Hey, can you, Pat, hey, Pat. while he's on the air. No, Pat, you just like Pat. get on the stage. You're just like, hey, Pat, um, if you had like five minutes later, we'd love to talk to you. He'd love it for a show. We're giving him content as well. Also, text. Oh, right, yeah, but he need, then they need it too. You know, they might like content. People are throwing Everybody off likes content. the show. They want to know why Cody's whispering at times today and why Nick just whispered to all of us. I'm not whispering. Well, I was whispering because Chris Everett was walking <laughs> Jim, by. Jim, his name is Jim Everett. Don't Sorry. call him Chris Steve. Everett. Sorry. Sorry. Dude, how close is he? We're going to call him by his name and he's no, right he's, there? He's, 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 he's over back by, there. He's doing work for Bally's. Hey, sports. do you guys see how – okay, Cody, look over your right shoulder at about your 1030. How oh, jacked, wow. How jacked is that guy in the white shirt? <laughs> Dude, he, Again, our listeners don't even know who this is. <laughs> I know. We could post a picture. Do you think he dyes that hair, or is he naturally that blonde? Uh, that is obviously dyed hair. <laughs> and I don't think those muscles are natural. I think he's juicy. You think uh, he's juicy? You're accusing that guy? Uh, I'll, bet you he has, I'll bet you he has creatine <laughs> in his book bag. <laughs> Ask him. 
That's gonna uh, be the screen someone says, do you guys get starstruck with certain journalists or broadcasters? You really nerd out over it. Uh, first time I had Dan Patrick on, I thought it was a big deal because I grew up listening you to it. You had Dan Patrick on? Yeah, before you. We had couple the, years ago. the producer before you got couple years you know ago. guys better than Jim Everett. They they like was it here? actually was it? got us some big time names. Yep, it was actually it? was in Miami. Yeah, what? that's when we talked to Dan Patrick. How'd you guys get him? Uh, it doesn't. The producer got him. I don't know. Okay, that's, that's the bar, Nick. That's the bar. That's man. the bar, Dan Patrick. Wait, but they don't. He's not here. They do their own little. He called suit. in. He didn't. He didn't show up on Radio yeah. Row. But we Dan still Patrick have to will be on tomorrow. Same what do you mean it's not Wait, the same? Say that. Say that again. I just was letting you. Dan Patrick will be on tomorrow, so we're all good there. Wow, Jed. One person doing, Jed doing the their job. Not. Wow, look Nick. at Jed stepping up. Out of boy, Jed. We're a team. We're a team this week. Jed and I. Now you just team waffles, Nick. Right. In lockstep. That's right. Team waffles. That's just what we're called. That's our thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Keep going. Be professional. Uh, I, it's going to be easy for me to be derailed by that because I'm confused. You're by derailed team by everything. That's not true. You just you in the middle of a live radio. Across the street, like, oh, did you guys see that? That's literally what just happened with you. Well, Jim ever walked by and you you did that. Well, he's a big deal. He has to know by now we're talking about him. We've yelled Jim ever so loud. He is so far away, Cody. <laughs> He just happens to be the tallest person in this room. <laughs> All right, guys, coming up next, we'll get into the noon hour here live in Arizona, and we're here on Radio Row. Thanks to our friends over at Baker University. We'll get to watch trending, and if we're changing the way we view dynasties, well, then, yeah, the Chiefs are one of them. We'll explain that next.